Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along today as we talk about the Word of God, get into it, allow it to affect our lives. And we've been talking about the resurrection. The resurrection is not just a once a year celebration for us believers. The resurrection is the foundation and basis of our hope. And it should be at the heart of what we are declaring to other people. In in Acts chapter 17, the Apostle Paul was in a city of Athens and was filled with idols. And he had the opportunity to speak in the Areopagus, which was the center of town where, where ideas were shared, philosophers came, religious people came. And he talked about the nature of the true God. He had seen an inscription on an altar that said, uh, to an unknown God. And he said, well, what you worship in ignorance, I declare to you, what this God is really like. And he talked about God, but he culminated it not by talking about how we've sinned and Christ died for our sins. He culminated this message to these idol worshipers with the declaration that, that the true God was Jesus Christ, demonstrated, the true God he was talking about was demonstrated through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 17 says this, he, he culminated, finished his message. Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to people, that, to men, that all everywhere should repent. For he's fixed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he's appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. Of course, he's speaking of Jesus Christ. Friends, this was what this is where Paul was saying Jesus Christ is superior to all these other idols. Jesus Christ is above all these other idols. Jesus Christ is to be worshipped above and beyond any other thing because he is the one true God. And he was comparing and contrasting Jesus with these other idols. And calling them really to forsake these others, to repent, to turn from their idolatry and worship the one true God. I call this a power encounter. I call this a, a confrontation. A lot of times in, we don't like confrontation as Christians. We've kind of been focused on turning the other cheek and just getting along and being positive. And I like to be that way too, but we cannot deny and we cannot run from and avoid the confrontations between gods that occurs often in the Bible. This, this theme actually runs throughout Scripture, right starting in the Garden of Eden. But I'd like to share a couple with you this morning. One of the biggest ones is found with David confronting Goliath. Goliath is taunting the armies of the living God. The gods of the Philistines were greater, and, and their, the Philistines' trust and faith was in Goliath. And what does David, young David, probably about 15 years old, he comes out and he sees clearly what this is all about. The, 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 the armies of Israel, they, don't, they didn't see it, but David saw clearly what was going on. David went out to the battle, and Goliath was offended. He said, I'm gonna, you're, you come to me like sticks and st with sticks, like I'm a dog? I'm going to cut your head off and feed you to the birds today. David's response was, then David said to the Philistine, 
You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not say the Lord is not delivered by sword or by spear, for the battle is the Lord's. David saw what this was all about. This was a power encounter. Whose God is more powerful? Is it the God of the Philistines as seen in Goliath, the giant? Or is it the God of Israel sending out a, a teenage boy, probably half the size of Goliath, probably weighed about one-third of what Goliath weighed. David probably couldn't have even hardly lifted up his spear, the, the Goliath spear. And yet the battle was not between Goliath and David. This was a power encounter between gods, the gods of the Philistines and the God of Israel. And, of course, when David prevailed, the whole Philistine army fled, and the Israel army pursued them unto victory. A power encounter. There's another one here. How about Elijah? This was during a time of great drought. Three years of no rain. And King Ahab and his wife Jezebel were worshipers of the Canaanite god Baal. Now, Baal was the god of nature and the god of the weather. And they, it hadn't rained for three years. And so the people obviously were stuck. They were, it, it, who do, do they worship? Baal? Do they worship God? They, they'd heard about God. They'd heard about the Lord God. This was their heritage. But they were in trouble. And King Ahab and the government had already killed almost all the prophets of the Lord. Maybe Elijah was like the only one left. They'd killed the prophets of the Lord. There's pressure, the God of weather, Baal. What do you do? Power encounter. Elijah came near to all the people and said, how long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people did not answer him a word. Well, what did it take? It took this power encounter. There was this conflict. There was a confrontation here. The people were hesitant. The people should have been following the Lord God, but they weren't. They were, they were paralyzed. They couldn't answer. And so David proposed, or excuse me, Elijah proposed a, te a, a test. Let's bring, let's build two altars. You 450 prophets of Baal, you build an altar. Put an ox on it. I'll build an altar. Put an ox on it. And we'll see whose God answers by fire. You call upon your God, I'll call upon my God. And the people said, that's a good idea. They agreed to it. And indeed, the worshipers of Baal, the prophets of Baal, pranced about, danced, cried out to their God all day long, started from early in the morning, probably until, I don't know, probably four or five at night. Hours and hours, they danced around, cut themselves, did all this stuff. Nothing no, Baal answered him not a word because there is no Baal. He's a false god. He's not really there. The, he was made up in the imaginations of the people. But when Elijah called upon the Lord God, he answered with fire. And the, 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 the offering was consumed. 
<laughs> the very altar was consumed. All the water that, that uh, Elijah poured on it to make it more tough, more difficult, that was all licked up, evaporated in, in a moment. God answered by fire. And the result of the people in verse 39 they cried out, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. I've told you, mentioned before, when we go to Israel and we go up on Mount Carmel and we talk of this story and that's how we conclude, we shout out, the Lord, he is God. A power encounter between a God, a false God, and the true God. People follow the power. And it's still true to this day. It's still true to this day. Now, in our day, lots of times, it is an encounter of truth. Sometimes it's an encounter of what will this God do for me? You see, idols offer things to God, uh, to the people. When I go to a country filled with idolatry, they, they, they worship their idols and they, they're bargaining with them. I'll bring you this sacrifice, or I'll bring you this money to the temple, or I'll say this prayer, but you got to keep me healthy, or you got to make sure my car keeps working, or you got to get me a job. And it's all bargaining with their idols because they believe their idols have power. Well, Paul, the ultimate power encounter was when Paul was preaching here in, in, in Athens, and he was, filled in this, he was in the city filled with idols. And he declared that Jesus had risen from the dead. And this is probably what he had in mind in Romans chapter 1. When he's introducing this epistle and he's describing Jesus Christ, the son of David. And he says here, he was also though, who was declared the son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. That's our Lord. Declared with power. This, this is the ultimate power. The power over death. This is the, this is the power that's greater than the power of, of good health or a good job or a happy life. This is the power of God over our ultimate enemy. Jesus was the ultimate conqueror because he overcame death. As we've said before, death is the ultimate enemy and it gets everyone. Jesus is the one who conquered it. The wages of sin is death. The cause of death is, is sin. Jesus Christ takes away sin and overcomes. This is our message. And this is why our, our gospel message needs to focus so much on the resurrection. It was, it was he was declared with power to be the Son of God. It is the credibility that what he did on the cross worked. It succeeded. It gives him the credibility. What an awesome, what an awesome thing. Who are the gods of our day that we need to be careful? In David's day, remember, the, the gods of the Philistine were the swords, their spear. Some would trust in their sword, their spear, their chariots. Now, David had a sword and a spear. Later on, he, he had armies with swords and spears. But his trust was in the Lord. Remember he said, some trust in chariots, some in, in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. He still had a spear, but his trust was in the Lord our God. I believe in our day, our big idols have to do with uh, 
education, research, science. Indeed, we've been through this, haven't we, where, you know, the, the big catchphrase today is follow the science. Follow the science. Science has the answer. Science is going to solve all of our problems. It's been saying this for years, but it's really come forth in the, in this, with this corona, COVID coronavirus uh, um, pandemic and the vaccine and all these things. Trust the science. Trust the science. Follow the science. Follow the science. Folks, we need to be saying God is our answer. God is our solution. Now, I'm not, I'm not in the camp that says, you know, you don't ever see a doctor. I'm not in the camp that says you can't, you, you can't take some medicine. I'm not in the camp that is anti-science, but science is to be subject to the Lord God. Science is just a study and pursuit of the truth in the world God created, but it is never to be a replacement for our God. And that's the conflict in our day, and we do have a power encounter. Because it, and it's not just here in the pandemic, but for years I've been hearing people on campus. For years I've been hearing people say, I believe in science, I don't believe in God. And this is in our day, let's make sure that we have not bowed the knee to science. We utilize it, we use it, but our trust is in the Lord our God. He is the victor. He's the one, he's the only one who can give us real, real victory because Science may, you know, prolong death or prolong life and make it sooner, enable us to live a bit longer, but it will never allow us to overcome death because the wages of sin is death. Only Jesus conquers death. Only Jesus addresses the sin issue head, head long, head first, right there, and overcomes it. And that's why we need to proclaim the resurrection. The ultimate enemy, Jesus has the ultimate victory. Amen? Wow, Father, we give you praise for your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. We think, Lord, in a world where there is so much knowledge now and, and science has become so powerful and, and, and scientists become so honored. And so often, Lord, when we have a health issue, our it's so easy to, to the, the things that can be done with medical technology really are astonishing. But we want to keep that in its proper place. And I pray, Father, that we would be people who, when it comes to health, and that we proclaim the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You didn't just help him get over a sickness. You raised him from the dead. And Jesus, you said, because you live, we will live also. We, too, will be raised as you were. In this ultimate power encounter of, of Jesus versus the idols, you done, you did, and you continue to do what no idol could ever do. And for this, we give you praise, we worship you, we honor you. Father, we, 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 pray, for, we pray for grace to self-examine where our hearts are, where our trust is. How can we make use of, of these advances in knowledge and research and information that are available to us today without making it our God. David had a spear and a sword, but his trust was in you. We have technology, medical technology, communication technology. Lord, it's like we have the world at our fingertips, and it's powerful. 
And so many people, they, they feel no need for God anymore because of the information and the availability of research they have. And they have this undying religious zeal and faith that science will solve everything. But we know, Lord, it goes deeper. The very heart and nature of human beings that we're in rebellion against going sinful. And sometimes, Lord, all this power is used against you and raised and used to turn people against you. We pray, Father that we would be people in this ultimate power encounter, that we don't trust in our chariots, we don't trust in our research, we don't trust in our, we trust in the Lord God. And we pray, Father, that you would allow us to demonstrate this through the resurrection and through the new life you've given to us in such a way as to win others to Christ, that the people would no longer hesitate between two opinions, but they would come to you and cry out, the Lord He is God. Jesus is Lord, risen from the dead. Thank you. We bless you. We love you today. We pray that we would have this victory today. It's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, you are victorious. Jesus always leads us in his triumph. Our Jesus, our Lord, has conquered the ultimate enemy, death. Amen? So glad to have you along with me today. Again, my name's Tom Short. If you're new here today, welcome. I'm glad you're here. I hope you do hit the, the, uh, the, the notify, the subscribe. That helps you make sure you don't miss out on anything. We're here every morning, 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, live. But also then we, you can watch later on, or you can even listen to the, um, the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms, okay? Just search for Tom the Preacher. But we're not once a week Christians, or even once a year Christians. We're, we're everyday Christians, 24-7. We believe in getting in the Word of God every single day. So I'm glad you join us. Come back, join us again. Be part of our community. Be strong. Let the Word of God dwell richly within you because we want to be victorious. So until we meet tomorrow, my God bless you, strengthen you, make His face shine upon you, fill you with His grace, His strength, and His joy. All right, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.